0: Oh, oh, oh,
1: Matthias, thank you very much for coming on my show, Rats Out Review. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. We've been trying to uh, get this to go for a while, and uh, we kind of got our times mixed up, but I'm glad we got everything settled now. So. Yeah. we all good. Here. But uh, you are from the band Dead Cosmonaut. This is your older seating, so, but yeah. I think not get your new one yet. It's, it's, it's on its way. But uh, yeah, you're from Dead Cosmonaut. I found out from you guys, from uh, a friend actually that lives over in Sweden. Yeah. Says you- yeah, he says, you gotta check out this band, and he sends me a couple, uh, you know, songs from the album. And I said, wow, you know, it's pretty good. So, uh, he actually, I think he found the album for me, and he actually sent it to me. It's kinda hard to find, though. Now I, actually, now I looked on Amazon, I can find it, but at the time when he showed me, I couldn't really find the album, so.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a very minor release. We released this uh, ourselves through, uh, a friend who has this record store, that sometimes releases albums, so we—it's a joint venture. It's a very, uh, it's a very small business. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. now we're on a a, a, a a proper label. Oh, which uh, label are you on? It's uh, High Roller in Germany. Oh, okay. Yep. Everybody knows A lot of
1: people Very good
0: label. Um, where'd you come up with the name? Uh, with the With the name Dead Cosmo? Uh, the name Dead Cosmonaut comes from, uh, the song Dead Cosmonaut. Uh, quite a few years back, I was writing songs for a project that never took off and still haven't taken off, I'd say. But, uh, I was very, very pleased with uh, this particular song, uh, Dead Cosmonaut. And, uh, first i had a, another name at first i called the the project uh astrakhan astrakhan
1: okay yep.
0: uh which i thought was just a very silly name that uh i was the only one in the world to okay. think of turns <laughs> turns out though that uh another band from sweden <laughs> oh. Choose that very name. Astrakhan is, at least in Sweden, known as uh, an, an apple, but it's also a part of Russia called Astrakhan. Oh, all right. so, I, so I guess the apple comes from that part in Russia. Yeah. I just thought it sounded cool, but yeah. uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so I had to find another name, right. and uh, I came up with the name Doomcraft. Uh, which is just uh, the Swedish name for a jack oh okay yeah but it sounds cool yeah yeah,
1: yeah well it sounds like a doomish kind of a band yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the same thing happened again <laughs> really <laughs> you don't have good luck with names <laughs> I mean what are the odds
1: <laughs> actually I have a band and uh, my band's name is Dead Cosmonaut so you're gonna have to change yours <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's taken now <laughs> <laughs> oh good, all right, fine. I'll let you have it, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, I just had to come up with a name, and I guess that coming up with a uh the the name of the band is probably the hardest thing, yeah, yeah. apart from finding a real good singer those yeah. Those two things are the hardest things yes, yes they are uh and uh by then, I had already found the pelle, uh, so it was just to try to find a uh, another name and a good one. And uh, Dead cosmonaut just felt like uh, it. Uh, at least to to me, it it has a bit of sounds a bit mysterious. Perhaps. Right. I was just gonna say
1: that. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't know really what that's what that means kind of in a way. Yeah.
0: The, the yeah. answer is, uh, it's on this album now. Uh, the song that cosmonaut. there is a, there is a short passage, uh, which inspired the name of the song, which inspired the name of the band.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. I just listened to I listened to the album twice in the last uh, two hours since I last, uh, talked to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really like it. Um, my favorite song though, is, uh, the fourth song, uh, I, I wrote it down here. Uh, what the heck is it called? Uh, the serpent, the spirit, divide. The
0: spirit divide. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I really like that song. Actually, it reminds me of uh, one of the other songs off the first album because it, the the chorus is very catchy. Yeah, and that's usually what I like. I like a lot of you know more catchier type songs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, Maiden influence on this album, and even with the last album too. I, you, I would imagine you're a huge Maiden fan.
0: Yeah, we're. We're all Maiden fans. Uh, I think that we could have the highest rate of Maiden fans in a band ever. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) A hundred percent. No, seriously, uh, me, uh, the drummer, uh, and the two guitar players had a Maiden covers band uh, Mm -hmm. quite a few years back called Strangers in a Strange Band oh <laughs> nice name <laughs> yeah and uh um, so Ampelle is uh, is also a very very big maiden fan really? uh probably well if there is a diehard fan he is the one of the hardest ones out there, I guess. <laughs> I mean, he travels to shows, he collects records, he's... Oh, uh, really? Yeah. yeah, he's a true maiden guy. Wow.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely shows in with the band. I, especially, you, you must be a huge... Inf- uh, Steve Harris must be a, a big influence on you as well, being the bass player. Yeah, I,
0: I'd say so. When I started playing bass, I had been playing guitar for a few years. Mm. And uh, actually, what happened was that... Uh, me and uh, Henrik Johansson, the guy who plays drums for Dead mm. Cosmonaut, we met up and uh, found out that we had a similar interest in music. Uh, and we both want to play a bit more progressive sort of hard rock metal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I knew right away that playing that kind of music on guitar wasn't my my thing. So I changed to bass and I had a pretty clear vision from from the word go that what I want to sound like. Uh, yeah. One, obviously, Steve Harris, but uh, I have to mention also John Wetton, okay, of King Crimson, uh, using that sort of distorted playing. And there's a Swedish uh, progressive band called Anekdoten. okay, uh, and their bass player Jan-Erik Ekliljostam is also a. Those three players were pop probably those three that shaped my base philosophy the most
1: right yeah yeah they definitely hear it in there um actually um uh, not so much like older maiden stuff but I've like the newer maiden because it's more progressive and that's how you guys are more progressive and you add a lot of elements from like um, i was reading some uh, interviews you were doing before like uriah heap as well yeah um yeah but there was something else in there i can't Think of at the moment, but uh, yeah, you, you just you have so many different influences in this band, and it's it 's cool that you you 're able to combine everything all together and make it your own
0: kind of thing yeah I, i'd say that the most important thing to me is to write good songs, yeah, uh, I think uh, you 've accomplished that now
1: <laughs> thank you thank you very much uh,
0: but with that said, I think that the the, the, the form of hard rock. Heavy metal, uh, and maybe thinking a bit like they, I mean those guys that invented heavy metal, right? Like uh, Uriah Heap, Black Sabbath, The Purple, and those kind of guys. They weren't metal musicians. Right. Uh, th- they didn't have any any blueprint for how to make a metal song. Yeah. They just, and I mean, obviously, I there is a lot of metal music to listen to now and to to uh, get inspired from. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I think the philosophy that I'm trying to to live up to is that I don't think as much in terms of boundaries, but the possibilities mm-hmm. that's within the genre. I mean, if you listen to older Black Sabbath albums, they had like soft songs, jazzy songs, bluesy songs, and right. very, very, very heavy songs. Uh, so, I mean, everything was already there back then. Yeah. All i doing now is writing songs in that vein. Right. Uh, but I guess the way I see it, there's not that many bands these days that have that sort of width to their sound. Right. Uh, most Writers or bands try to work from a more narrow sort of uh, philosophy or writing style.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I, I really try to make a point out of being a bit more widescreen.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, towards heavy metal. Yeah. I
1: and
0: think I, I think Old Judas Priest and I'd say uh, Black Sabbath with Dio. Is mm-hmm. uh is the, one of the the main influences. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because now a lot of bands today, they everybody like um, they all stick to like what they do. They don't venture out into other kind of genres, not even genres, but just like other different sounds and stuff. For which you guys, you have all that different stuff. You don't just stay on one path. You do you do everything, in a way. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. The, that's what I, not, I think bands should do. I mean, like, like back in the day, like you wouldn't hear an album that sounded all like the same all the way through. You would hear so many different things within an album, and that's what
0: makes an album, I think. And that's, exactly. that's what we're missing today with a lot of bands. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking too. That uh, I mean, why put restraints on yourself and your imagination or your inspiration? No. Uh, I mean, I can see there's a point of if you have like a goal of I want to make the the hardest or the heaviest, that's cool. Right. But that's not what Dead Cosmonaut is about. Dead nah. Cosmonaut is about celebrating heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like big words, but I mean, <laughs> seriously, that's what I'm aiming for. Okay. Do you really consider your band like a heavy metal band, though? <clears throat> uh, we've had discussions and I've been asked this question quite a few times because for journalists and fans it's quite uh, it seems like it's important to to have a uh, to have a name of the genre right. to yeah. to be able to narrow it down like do you play doom okay what kind of doom do you play funeral right. dro- and doom or drone them- doom Exactly I mean, it's st- annoying. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Uh, but so but what I what I said to and I said this to to Pella, the the vocalist that that I came up with the the answer and that is that we play classic heavy metal with hints of classic classic hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's another new genre now. <laughs> it's a new yeah. It's a, the dead cosmonaut
1: heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, why not? But yeah like just yeah no no bands really today, everything's just like you know one thing, but um, you guys definitely add your own uh, style in there, and um you, 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 this new album's really good um you can there's a big step up I, I know that some of these songs were also
0: from the older album as well uh yeah, i mean to to just give you some sort of uh hint of what what's been going on it's that from the very beginning of the band it was just me uh yeah. and uh although i tried to put a band together i mean this was quite a few years back uh but uh i just found it hard to get those guys to play with that i want to play with right. because they were all in bands they had families they had regular day jobs stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. so it was uh it was kind of hard to to make uh, to make the, the people I want to work with commit to a band. Uh, so what basically happened was, and one of the guys was uh, Fredrik Folkare who is uh, my co-producer mixing guy and uh, he plays guitars in the band also. Uh, Fredrik plays in uh, he plays in uh, Unleashed uh, Swedish death metal band from Stockholm. Mm. But what he said, he said, why don't you do a project and I'll help you out? Because yeah. he was quite honest and said, I don't know if I had a time or the commitment to yeah. to take on another band. Right. Uh, so I said, okay, cool. Uh, so I just started to, to work on it, basically asking people I want to play with, like, could you... Uh, Play the drums for me on this song, or would you like to play the mm-hmm. guitar solo on this song? Yeah. so on the first album it 's a bit of a mishmash with me playing bass, uh, I play rhythm guitar, very few leads though, but some play some acoustic guitar, I even play drums on one of the songs mm-hmm. uh, and as time so I start to build the album very, very slowly. Mm-hmm asking the, all these people, that, like, would you like to, to do this or do that? And uh, back then, I didn't have a singer. I really tried to find a singer. Mm. Uh, but I was encouraged by uh, Friedrich, for example, who said, that, but why don't you sing yourself? You have a nice voice. And I think that maybe I, I have a, a okay voice, Right, but but it's not like a great voice, right. and and frankly, this kind of heavy metal needs a great voice. I yeah, mean, because yeah. if you if you if you try to write music in the league and be compared to the greats, right, you have to have a singer who can almost match the D.O.s mm-hmm. and the Halfords and the Dickinsons. You know, all these yeah, exactly. these voices. Yeah. Uh, so. When I was sort of done with the album uh i had uh I had uh, just the vocals left, and I was very, very not up for it <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh a friend of mine, actually one of the guys who is running t p l who that later on put out the record, the first mm. one expect nothing he said. Have you heard? Have you heard Pelle sing with his clean voice? Because uh, his daytime band is Nifelheim, which yeah. is extreme black metal. I mean, old school extreme yeah. vocals.
1: Yeah, I, was, uh, I never heard of it, and I was just listening earlier, and I'm like, how does this guy match with this How did he do that? <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I mean, people. Friends from before and and uh, and guy uh, people who have heard the first album that knew of Nifelheim before right. they they can't believe there is that it's the same guy who who's singing. Right. Yeah. Anyway, he, he said if you go on YouTube and uh, you search for Mercy Tribute Nifelheim Motala, Motala is the name of a place in Sweden.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can you 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 can find out what Pelle's clean singing voice sounds like oh, wow. so I did just that uh, and uh, I just you know th- sometimes you say that your your jaw drops like mm-hmm. but actually that was happened I just cause <laughs> di- I, I had known Pelle as a fellow maiden fan for more than 10-15 years or something oh wow uh, but I had never heard him sing with his clean voice Wow. And I just said, "Wow,
1: yeah.
0: wow, what a what a talent!" Yeah. So what happened is that I, I listened to a few songs, uh, and I just phoned him and said, "Hey, I'm listening to your clean voice doing this Mercy tribute in Motala a couple of years ago. I'm working on this album. Would you like to sing?"
1: Hmm.
0: And he w- was uh, quite hesitant because uh, he didn't feel that comfortable doing that. Right. But he heard the songs and he, he liked them and he was trying to, I'm not so sure what my people think. and Like me, he has, uh, he wants to be great. He doesn't right. feel like, he doesn't want people to, to listen to him, his vocal and going, mm, he's okay. He right, wants yeah. people to think, if, if like I said before, if you do this sort of Music, the standards are really, really high. Right. Yes. So he he thought that he had a lot to live up to, but uh, I was very, very pleased uh, with his this, his vocals on the first album,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what what uh, I mean, he was actually finding his voice while we were recording that album. Mm-hmm. So now. Another album to go, and he's been more confident. We played a, a few shows, and uh, uh, I'm really, really pleased with how the vocals turned out. Because he's, to me, I, th- I think his vocals are amazing. Actually, yeah. And uh, and like I said, people who know him, uh, they didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> it was a secret. Really. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he, you can tell. Uh,
1: there's a somewhat of a difference on the new album. You can hear that he has stepped it up a little bit, and maybe did he, does he take lessons or anything, or did he do anything uh, different to prepare for the that, second album?
0: Not that I know of. I I just think he just became a bit bolder and tried to. I mean, just trying. And he said to me that when we when I was working on the songs for the for the new one, gravitas, he he. He asked me to, to make them a bit more high in register, so he could reach out up upwards a right, bit yeah, more. Yeah. As the challenge, and uh, so if you want that, I gave him that, and uh, <laughs> he didn't disappoint me at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he, he's really, really good. Um, so now, is this band really considered a, a full band now? Is everybody into the band, or is it still like considered
0: a project? Uh, I'd say it's a band. Uh, I don't uh, feel like I... uh, From now on, I don't think I would ask around to a lot of people to do stuff. I mean, obviously, on on this latest one, we have a church organ. Mm -hmm. And to be able to handle that kind of instrument, you need a proper organist. So, obviously, I had to do that, find an uh, an organist. Uh, But apart from that, I think this is... uh, this is the lineup I want to work with, and I hope they find my songwriting and my ideas good enough, so they stick with me. Basically,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. You got a good thing going, so don't change it. <laughs> um, and you, before this album, you put out a, uh, an EP. What, yeah. What's,
0: what's the deal with the EP? My uh, my thought was that when. We had finished up working on "Expect Nothing." I still had some songs uh, lying around from that from that session, or I, uh, song ideas that I wanted to to use. Uh, it's not like it's not that I'm a very prolific kind of writer. Uh, if I if I finish a song, I I think it's good enough to finish. Uh, So, being Leftovers don't mean to me that they were uh, second songs. Uh, It just meant that they were songs that didn't fit into that album. Expect nothing. So, in my head, I always imagined that I would use these songs and make this EP uh as a sort of appendix mm. to expect nothing. Uh so that's what uh what I did. What what happened was that to get it released took a bit longer than I had hoped for or planned for. Because uh, the recordings of some of the songs and as time went by the song that you mentioned earlier uh, uh The Spirit Divide, was actually one of these songs that could have, but didn't end up on Expect Nothing. Okay. So, uh, I had that song as a sort of a lead opening track for Requiem. Mm -hmm. And I had uh, the instrumental, uh, which was... I mean, you can't have two instrumentals on an album, and I (laughs) just thought... So I just picked what I thought suited the flow of the the album and the, the the EP best. The song Requiem is a bit unusual, right. uh, and frankly, I wasn't bold enough to to put it on on the first album because <laughs> I just thought mm, maybe it needs. But now on the EP, it uh, it uh, it gets a bit more space. Right. Uh, so. Uh, But what happened was that we we had already started recording the songs for uh Vitas, the -hmm. new album. And uh co-producer Fredrik said that he thought that we should use uh Frozen Mm -hmm. in Time, which is the opening song, Mm. on the EP instead of the Spirit Divide. Okay. So those two songs just changed place almost in the last minute really Uh, so that kind of uh, uh, what it did was that uh, it it didn't really affect the flow on either Requiem or Gravitas but uh, we had a bit of an argument Uh, (laughs) Pelle the singer thought uh, I was insane yeah (laughs) Because he thinks that Frozen in Time is... It's supposed, to be, it's, it's supposed to be on the album, but... Right. In this case, I, I listened to Fredrik. Uh, I mean, he is the co-producer, and so I said, okay, yeah. I mean, we'll probably play both songs live. Uh, so it's not like a song and an EP is a wasted song. That's right, not, yeah. It's just a... Yeah, it's just not on a full album. Mm, exactly. Yeah. But I did try to make the EP... And I thought about the flow of the songs as if it was a full-length. Mm-hmm. I thought that it should have an, a strong opening song, and I thought that The Equium was the, the lead track and uh, the, the final song. So even though it's just four songs, I I thought I tried to make it as if it was a full-length album. Right, yeah. Yeah, so you put some thought into it there.
1: Good. Good idea. Good thinking. <laughs> Actually, I just I just bought it on Amazon, and I'm going to buy the new album too. Um, yeah, I'm a little behind. Sometimes I get a little a little behind. Forgive
0: me. It's it's okay.
1: As you can tell, I, I you know I do buy my stuff. Um, do you do you do you still buy CDs and, and records and stuff like that? Or
0: I do, I do, I I uh, I go out and buy my vinyls or my CDs CDs depending on. Uh, in what format I think it's, uh, it's the best. Sometimes, you know, you just, <coughs> uh, I mean, Spotify is, is, uh, it's quite big in Sweden. Uh, it's from Sweden even. Uh, oh, well, that so would I, be
1: why my friend always makes me, uh, playlists and are always on Spotify.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I know why. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, anyway, so I think that, uh, Sometimes I buy the vinyl, but I listen to to spotify okay. uh, but sometimes you i mean yeah i I buy stuff, of nice. course
1: yeah. I'm a fan, yeah. have you always been a fan of vinyl, or did that start up again because of the big craze of
0: vinyl uh, well, actually for a few years you couldn't you could yeah, find them, them. Right. Uh, but uh i i bought. Vinyls up till the point where you can buy them anymore, and I—I oh, I, still... I mean, in my uh, among my friends, I was one of the last to actually buy a CD player. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, so this must have been
1: ninety-two or something. Oh, wow! So you're still buying records up to then? Wow! Yeah. Yeah, that's about, that's about the time when I started getting into CDs. Records, forget it. I, I, my parents had records, and I wanted really nothing to do with records. The only record I had was uh, Led Zeppelin four. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And that was it. But then I, then with all the vinyl craze, and then I see all these bands are releasing all these special editions on vinyl. So, of course, you got to buy all that stuff, you know, if you're a fan, you know.
0: Yeah. We even made uh... – a cassette version of Expect oh, or Nothing, really? and we'll we'll have a cassette version of oh, it does too. so
1: I guess it sells then, right?
0: Yeah, it's not in big quantities, but right. I mean, yeah, there is an interest mm. uh, even for cassettes, so what's next? We'll have to do a home video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We just have to make some videos to actually put on the home video. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, I know um, Ghost, another band from your area. Uh, they put out a eight track not too long ago with their last yeah. album, I think. Too, so it's like
0: that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know who has an eight track player, but you know, whatever
0: for collectors, I guess. I guess, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you'd be surprised how many who actually have. A, uh, here in Sweden, there's a, there's a big interest in old American cars and right. if you have an old american car i mean from the 50s or 60s you have to have to make it complete you have mm-hmm. to have an 8 track oh, in yeah. your in your car right right
1: yeah of course <laughs> you don't want to you know put like new stuff in there as my, so, my, my, so, my my go ahead
0: so so if you're a ghost fan and have an old american car you have to be able to play that's your right. your oh. latest ghost album
1: <laughs> that's right at least you can do that yeah yeah, my father was uh, restoring a uh, Chevy from uh, 1970, and uh, he yeah, he had to have the you know the the original radio and original parts. He, he, he's you know he don't want the, all the uh, new stuff in there, which makes sense. You wouldn't want to do that. I think that that's ruining the car, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What else are you into? I mean, you're into your music. What else do you have? Like any hobbies and stuff, or, or is music. Your I guess maybe your hobby in a way. They're yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, there are only so many hours. Uh, uh, at last time I checked, I think there were twenty-four. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't think I ever get around ish. to that. All, I try to stretch them as much <laughs> as I can, but uh, apparently, it's not good for your health.
1: No, no, you gotta no. sleep at some point, and then
0: maybe eat a little bit. <laughs> uh, I play. We work on Dead Cosmonaut. I have this sort of progressive King Crimson-ish orchestra that we play. We have two basses and a drum kit with a drummer. <laughs> oh, wow! <yeah. laughs> and it's also a band that um, it's the same drummer as in Dead Cosmonaut, Tenacious One, so on. We've been working a lot, yeah. and we it's called Base Group Three. Okay. It's instrumental. It's quite uh, tricky kind of music. Right. It's uh, it's. uh, We're working on an album also. I think we'll have it read it sometime this year. It's a bit more. It's a bit more Kim Crimson, or is it uh, like Kraut, like those German bands? Perhaps I don't know. It's drum and bass and bass. No vocals or anything. No vocals. That's all instrumental. Uh, it's all instrumental. Two basses. Hardly any effects, apart from what we use. Uh, mm. I mean, there are no uh, hard, there are no keyboards and stuff like that. Uh, we yeah. just it's just drums, bass, and bass, and we try to make it sound as big and hard as possible. Yeah, hmm. interesting. And I have uh, a third band up and running called Unda Radio, which is uh, th- uh, this is my oldest project. It's me and a friend of mine. We've just been recording, and basically we just record, write, and record songs. Mm. Uh, since we're only two people, and we just and we still write music for like a a rock rock setting, mm. it's hard to do it. Uh, live because then we have to to get some more round some people up to play with us So, uh, okay. but we just hang out in, the, in our rehearsal studio and uh, just write songs basically yeah. uh, so having a family three bands working
1: <laughs> god I do not have time for all that I, I only do this and I work I have a family I'm trying to do a band and I yeah. can't. I can barely do this
0: podcast half the time. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, uh, I, I used to. Me and and Henrik, the drama. We had this Bruce Dickinson website we were working on also, oh, called really? the Bruce Dickinson Wellbeing Network, <laughs> okay. and and actually it's been online since 1996. Oh wow! So, still up and running, and we have done quite a few. Exclusive interviews with Bruce Dickinson and other musicians. No. No. It's still up there. Uh, with loads send him, of...
1: send him my way. By the
0: way, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one of my ideas. I, could we get Bruce Dickinson to sing on a song? <laughs> no. Probably not. No, you never it know. Be, it, it, it would be cool.
1: Yeah, it would be. <laughs> never say never.
0: Never say never.
1: Hey, like your first album. Expect nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean we have Johan uh, <laughs> Langqvist from Candlemas. Oh,
1: really?
0: Yeah, singing uh, that's one
1: right. Song. That's, yeah, that's right. That,
0: yeah. And and, uh, uh, and uh, how'd you get uh, right. in
1: touch with him? Because he's from the United States, I think, right? No, he's he's also from
0: from oh, he's from, uh, yeah. okay. from Stockholm, Sweden. Candlemas is a Swedish band, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. A uh, long story short. Uh, one of the guy, uh, one of the guys i've been working on uh who helps out with lyrics is an american guy called john Seamus gaffney
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh he, he he had this band called sinister realm playing like traditional american metal uh and he's a friend of mine and he's also a uh candlemass fan mm-hmm. so he had this idea that wouldn't it be cool to make an old-school fanzine with Candlemas? You no, know, uh, concentrating on one album per edition and try to, to find as many musicians, producers, uh, uh, people who have done the, the artwork, stuff like that, and just try to find them and interview them and make a, a paper fanzine. And, uh, I mean, that's a really cool idea. Uh, so I, I s- said, let's do that. So we did a, a first, uh, edition or volume as we used to call, you uh, call them, <laughs> uh, of, uh, from the 13th sun. Okay. Perhaps Candlemass, more experimental, yeah. uh, al- albums, uh, yeah. And uh, so when we, uh, as, uh, we did the first one, uh, me and John, uh, and then this guy who was uh, apparently heavily into to uh, uh, contacted us and said, hey, I'm a huge fan of Canon and I'm a journalist. How can I help? Mm-hmm. So we did a few more editions uh, uh, with uh, Perola Nilsson uh, helping out. So, we were making... uh, My job was to track people down, basically. Right. So, I used, like, friends of friends of a friend who knew of or knew some of the musicians. And you won Lundqvist. isn't the most... uh, It's it's quite unusual uh, surname. Right. So basically, I just went to, to the Yellow Pages online and just, how many can there be? And, <laughs> and found him and gave him a call, like I did to to loads of the other guys, and just yeah. say, hey, my name is Matthias, and I'm doing this Candlemas fan scene.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. And uh, most of the people, just, I don't know if they were just shocked. <laughs> like, right. yeah. what? Why? (laughs) Uh, Actually, it turns out that one is one of the coolest persons I've ever met. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was still singing. And uh, this was before I had found Pelle. Okay. So the plan was I were to do the vocals. But I thought to myself, if I can get a proper singer to do at least one song as a guest singer... On the album, that would be really cool. Right. Okay, how many really good singers do I know? Mm. And the first name that I mean, you don't uh, you don't phone Robert Halford and say, "Hey, do you want to?" <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I I, uh, I knew, hey, I got the phone number to you, One one of my favorite singers, nice. who is who done did the vocals on one of my favorite albums. Epicus Dumicus Metallicus. Yeah. So I asked him, uh sent him the song. No. He had heard that was a bit of a nuisance, I guess, but I <laughs> of course when I met him I just gave him like a CD copy of my, my first uh, demo with the songs. Oh okay. Uh and I remember that, like I asked him. Like, did you ever listen to that CD? And he said, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> did you like any of the songs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being a total fanboy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and he said, I thought the last one was really, really cool, actually. Wow. And that was the song that I later asked him to, to sing on the album. Mm. Uh, he, he worked on the words, uh, not the words, but on the melodies and came up with... Some really cool vocal arrangement. He recorded himself in his home studio. Mm. So uh, that's the story behind that. Uh, 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 it's really cool for, for yeah. me. It's a it's a huge thing to have Yuan Lang singing on.
1: Yeah, on, of on, course, on my album. Yeah, and yeah. you might be the reason why he got back with Candlemass. Do you ever think about that? Because mm. yeah. <laughs> what was he doing
0: during that whole time? I think he was working, having a family, but he had been singing in bands, working on his own material for all during all those years. Mm. But I mean, I think the timing was right for him. That like his kids were had started to move out, so he had more time. Mm. And who knows, maybe. I don't know. I don't like to flatter myself, but maybe I played the... I a. Mean, cool. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a tiny bit, maybe so. <laughs> Have you heard the
1: uh, the last Candlemass album? What yeah, like of it? course. Yeah? yeah, yeah, you like yeah.
0: it. I like it a lot. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I hope they uh, they do more stuff. They're been touring uh they uh, were special guests on the last ghost tour
1: mm,
0: yeah. uh in in Europe and stuff like that so i think they're uh, i think they're even like getting a new audience
1: yeah and i mean
0: hey they were e- even nominated for the for the grammy oh, Best really? metal performance yeah oh, i
1: not know they didn't
0: win it though but i mean of still they It's uh, it's, uh I think that must have been kind of a strange situation for them. Right. Like this far into their career and all of a sudden you get a Grammy no- nomination in the U.S. I mean, right, they, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they ever saw that coming. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's funny. Um, any um, to- uh,
1: plans to tour or anything with them at all? Or or with Dead Cosmonaut just in general? Any any tours going? Uh,
0: uh... Well, yeah, I I really hope we get uh, the chance to get out and play, but then again, I have to be realistic. Like I said before, uh, Dead Cosmonaut is just one thing out of like bands and families and work and all that stuff. So I don't have any illusions that we will go out on a big tour. But I really hope we get some uh, get to play some festivals, stuff like that, or. Opening up for, for bigger bands. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool. And if I may say so myself, even though Dead Cosmonaut isn't a well established live act, I like to say that we're a really good live band, even though because we have like tons of, uh, uh, I mean, Unleashed tours, film tours. Mm, right. Yeah. So, we so have there's... the guys that can do it. So, if you ever had to do it, yeah, it'd be I mean, really easy in my mind, maybe I'm wrong, but I think mm-hmm. that the the gigs we've done so far have been good yeah. practically without any rehearsals. We just met up like play the songs for three hours or something, and mm-hmm. then so if we get to play a few more gigs, I think we uh. We will uh uh we will be able to put on a good show, I think. Yeah. Mm. And I mean the songs, the music is heavy metal is supposed to be played live. It's uh it's uh it's a live sort of music. Yeah. Uh so some of the songs I just want to get up on stage and and play yeah. now.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you, and that's what also too is about your band. You the album has a live feel to it. It feels like it's in like a big room, or like, you know, it just has a big live feeling to it. Yeah. You guys record it in the studio, or do you do stuff at home, or how do you record?
0: <clears throat> it's a bit of both. Uh, the church organ we had to record in a church.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. It
0: turns out they're a bit tricky to move around. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did, but, what uh, did you have to
1: do to record that? Did you have like mics everywhere in the church, or?
0: Yeah, what, what I have is a, a portable digital recording uh, studio. So I just brought my mics. Uh, I talked to to a guy who had some experience recording uh, church organs, and he, I said, what what the purpose was that we. I uh, want to use it on a rock recording. So he said he basically told me like put the mics close to the organ. Yeah. Uh, so, so we recorded it with four mics. As so for the rest of the stuff uh the drums are recorded in our rehearsal studio uh the vocals are recorded in Fredrik Volker's uh, studio. Uh, he has a studio where he he mainly mixes bands, uh, mixes like uh, uh, Unleashed and, and the, the bands that he work with, and he's doing a lot of death metal stuff in his mm-hmm. studio. But he also has a lot of experience from really melodic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the vocals were recorded in his pro studio uh, the bass is recorded in the rehearsal studio some guitars are recorded at home some guitars are recorded uh, in the studio it's uh, it's everything and I mean I know how it's recorded and when I listen to the album I must say that uh, Friedrich's uh, Know-how is really impressive. Yeah. If, he can, if he can make <laughs> my recordings, I'm not <laughs> a sound engineer. Uh, I'm learning, but I mean, I'm not a, a great sound engineer. If he can use my recordings and make it sound this good,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> he's, <Yeah>. he's good. <laughs> yeah, he is. I might have to send him so, some stuff. <laughs> yeah, he, he's really, really good. Uh, he's, a, he's a pro. Everything's very yeah.
1: clear. Every, all the instruments are, like, right... You can hear everything. Everything is very detailed. You can hear the drums. Your bass is, it sticks out a lot. Uh, yeah. The guitars and the vocals. Everything is just... Nothing is just uh, too, like... Um, nothing's, like, all at once, kind of, like, you know, you can't tell what's doing what. Everything, you can differentiate each instrument. It's it's very,
0: very good production. I like yeah. how your it's, albums sound. It's important to me, because uh, these days... Uh, Things tend to be like over compressed, right? Yeah, and everything is just like a brick. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so working on, I think that's what one of the things that uh, Frederick is really good at is that he he knows how to mix and produce a distorted guitar without making it. Because the uh, distorted guitar just takes a lot of room in a mix, right? But but he he knows his way around that and make. Because usually, I mean, it's it's like it's it's guitars and then there's like bass, right? With with the vocals floating on top, yeah, or or standing in front. Mm-hmm. But I want. I wanted to have like this, like you—you you hear the guitar here, you hear the bass here, you have the guitar, yeah. you have the drums, like you—you you would listen to in a concert when if you have a right. band playing to you, right? Yeah. Basically, uh, but it seems like uh, many who who work in the uh, work with mixing stuff these days are so used to have people going, "I want it, I want it loud," right. Yeah. mix it loud, but I say don't mix it that loud and I think Friedrich was uh, uh, I think he have enjoyed working with that cosmonaut because we we do it like in the old days, right uh, yeah, more or less yeah uh, I think one of the one of the re the hardest things to mix was the church organ because the church organ is not just physically, but it's huge. The sound is it's like a wall right yeah. sound is is massive. so how do you combine an instrument that is it's made to to stand on its own mm. and make that work with drums, guitars bass i mean and vocals yeah. and not being like drowning everything out us out so we had to really feel his way around it some of the on some parts you have to let the organ mm. just get a bit more in the background and then you could have it like more in the foreground mm. uh, uh, I guess that I think that was one of the hardest things to 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 make it work really mm. yeah, sound sound wise yeah. Mm. I would see too, and also the church with all that i guess reverb,
1: I guess you may might call it because all the echoing and everything from around the church yeah
0: would... but we we used we we put the mics pretty close, pretty close, so because yeah. that was one of the tricks the the guy that I talked to who gave me some advice before he said it if you if you put the mics too far away or out in the the room of the church yeah. the 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 echo will just make it so so much harder to mix yeah. and uh he was right. Mm.
1: Yeah, I could <laughs> imagine. <laughs> It'd probably just be one big wall of a sound, and you wouldn't even yeah. tell what it is. Yeah. Uh, and you played some keyboards, I think, on this album too, right? Uh, I don't play keyboards, uh, but I know you don't. But oh wait, maybe but, it was the other album then. I'm thinking of. Uh, I thought I thought I read you said you played keyboards or something a little uh, bit, right?
0: or piano or something. Yeah, I play. A- I play, uh, I play uh, two two tones on the piano on the song Hell Heaven. <laughs> That's more than I know. Bing, Bing. <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm so stupid. How, how? I mean, you could you could use a, a keyboard or a synthesizer, right. but I just take my, <laughs> I just took my my uh, my digital recording equipment and uh, try to find a piano, <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and mic it up and record the piano. Oh, well. it sounds good. Yeah, that's natural. all that matters. Yeah, but when I tell people that it's an actual piano, they just. But why? <laughs> <laughs> you, you could have just used a synthesizer. But I said I I knew there was a piano I could use, so why why shouldn't I? Yeah. The, the thing is, and I think that's been one of my philosophies, uh, working with Undag uh, Audio as well, is that I I try to think of sounds. As if you put a mic to record it, right? Uh, so if I want that kind of sound, I try to create that sound mm. when I play it and uh, when I record it, not later on. That said, of course, there's there's uh, a lot of uh, digital uh, trickery on the album to make things work, right? But I think. Uh, On a whole, just to try to find sounds and work the sounds as if they were natural sounds is a part of the dead cosmonaut philosophy. Right. Um, Yeah. (laughs)
1: Hey, whatever works, right? Whatever makes the song better. If it works, the stupidest ways are always sometimes the best ways. You never know.
0: Yeah. You never know.
1: Never know. Well, anything else we can talk about for the new album? Anything uh, you'd like anybody else to know? Buy it. Oh yes, thank buy you. the album. <laughs> <laughs> Show yeah. that cover again. That's, I like the artwork on
0: that one. Yeah. Yeah, I like this, that. Uh, uh, the cover is. Uh, is it reminds uh, me
1: of a, a video game. I can't think of which one, but there's always video games where you had the the thing going under and you got to run under it. Probably Castlevania or something.
0: I won't know, actually. Uh, I, I got it. The inspiration uh, for the cover is uh, the one of anxiety or angst. I mean, if you, if you don't feel that well mentally, the pressure of a panic attack, like right. it... Uh, uh, I've had my experience of uh, mental mental unhealth and uh, I tried once to describe what it feels like to have that sort of anxiety Mm -hmm. and I said it's like having an anchor on your on your chest right yeah Uh, so uh, we uh, I thought I mean even if it's uh, pretty bleak dark stuff (laughs) I'm the first one to think, hmm, maybe I can use that for a song. Or <laughs> maybe I can use that for a, maybe I can use that for a, an album cover. Yeah. So, uh actually the uh the cover is uh if we talk to- talk about tactile things, the the cover is an oil painting. Oh, okay. uh, It's uh it's uh, a guy that uh uh our singer Pele knew of who said check this guy out. He he makes some uh, pretty amazing stuff. Mm. So I did, and I thought that, wow, people are so used to just go to the computer and try to make uh, computer-generated graphic these days that I don't think that uh, they don't even, sometimes even consider having someone make an oil painting. Right, right. But then again I don't say it's wrong to use uh, uh computer uh graphics but I I just think that it for me personally it makes it 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 gives uh, another dimension to mm-hmm. to the art to know that it's uh it's an actual painting yeah and
1: well, you have it on your on your wall there? Wow. Oh, that's cool.
0: Ta-da! <laughs> Real nice. Yeah. So, so was
1: that a painting you saw him already have done, or did you give him that idea and he painted it?
0: No, I gave him that idea. I, yeah. I made a very, 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 very... Did I say very? I think I think that did. It, very I crude. Once or twice. Yeah. Uh, a very crude sketch of this is a person being just lying there Basically defenseless. a defenseless figure. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh yeah, exactly. Maybe not that crude actually, no? but no. uh never mind. Uh but just having this 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 guy being uh immobilized by the weight yeah. of an anchor. Yeah. It's uh, it's a pretty strong image. Uh yeah. so I think it works. And I mean the 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 theme of uh, gravity uh, is, I mean, there you have it, like a mental gravitation. And in the song "Dead Cosmonaut," you have this, uh, you have this uh, dead cosmonaut. Maybe not so dead, but I mean, float, floating around in this zombie, floating around in space, <laughs> yeah. that just wants to be taken down and put. A, in earth. right. Uh, so those two things, uh, and I had this short instrumental, which is the title track now that I thought it's, that's quite heavy too, uh, even though it's an acoustic song, but I, it's, it's, uh, I thought that it just gives a bit of a, uh, a theme to the album uh, right. and not, not just a random cool, uh, image, but something that relates to parts of the music and the lyrics. Right,
1: yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, the album's very well put together. It's very thought, you know, um, the way you put it together is very, uh, I can't even describe it. Uh, you know, like, it flows very well. Like, you know how yeah. old albums used to do now? Everybody's albums now, they all just kind of, you know, go through all the same. Like,
0: the old albums, they had slow songs, fast songs, it had a flow to it.
1: Yeah, and that's, absolutely. That's exactly
0: how your albums are. And I, I think the. Uh, and I, I must say that's really, really important to me as yeah, uh, I, I as, think a, so as an artist. I think that the album is is yeah, it's it's kind of sacred. Yeah, I really want to make an album that you want to listen to from the beginning to finish, yeah. and to have a sort of journey. Yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, the word I wanted to use, journey. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. That's, like, that's what the new album definitely has. So
0: to it, it, it's so important to pace the album. Yeah. I mean, in my philosophy is that you have a, a strong opening song. Then again, who doesn't want to have a strong opening song? But I mean, right. but then maybe the second song is something different. Right. And and I, the inspiration for that came from I mean, listen to the first Iron Maiden album. They had Prowler, and what's the second song? It's Remember Tomorrow, oh, yeah, which right. is something completely different. Yeah. And I mean, as a listener, you 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 get this album. Uh, the first Armaine album. You don't know what Maiden is. Right. You see this image of Eddie staring you in the face. You put it on. There's the song of Prowler, which is a cool metal song. Right. Yeah. And what? And what happens next? Yeah. Got, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if that doesn't make you go, what? What's happening now? I mean, right. that's that's the sort of reaction I want to to give. Uh, the listener to the album, like you don't really know what's coming next. Yeah, uh, that's the fun for me. Yeah, um, yeah it's fun put in,
1: putting the album actual together. Like you don't write the songs in that order; you kind of put them in that order. Yeah, and that's I think that's the fun part of kind of putting an album together is rearranging
0: it to make it sound like that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you talk in, in terms of vinyl, which I do. You have, like, the first mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. And then you have a an end song on side one, and then you have a new opening song. Right. Like, I, I think of the album as if you have that little pause in between the two sides of the vinyl. Yeah. Because cause that also brings you so many new possibilities. Right. Uh, uh, and I think that's one of the more unusual things with uh, Govitas is that it's uh, you have like the first uh, the rock side with mm-hmm. four rocking songs, yeah. and then you have the the second side which is a bit more uh, progressive mm-hmm. uh, with two longer songs. Uh, I thought it was a bit of a gamble to to do it like that, but most people seem to really. Enjoy that. Yeah, that yeah. it's like you 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 go to side two, and you have a, a new journey with right. other sorts of sounds and songs. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very very pleased the way it came out and that it actually worked. Yeah. And
1: it's also good to end like that as well because it's like a, got a dark feel to it and it's uh, not completely slow, but it's like on a slower, doomier side, like
0: progressive and stuff.
1: And it's a really good
0: way to end an album, I think. I think so. The, the thing is, I mean, you, there's no song you can put after Dead Cosmos.
1: Right. Co- I mean, yeah, compared to the well, other songs, yeah, no, nothing would sound right. <laughs> I mean, as,
0: uh, I, I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean it in a good way that right. a song like that kills an album. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, okay, we're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could have like a short, very soft kind of... I mean, like the ending of uh, Heaven and Hell with Black Sabbath with the right. acoustic guitar. Maybe you could do something like that. Maybe for the next album. No, I was going to say, <laughs> maybe next album. They will be next you one. never right? know. You yeah. Never, yeah, I'm already working on it. Yeah, all right, cool.
1: Other, is it gonna be, do you have leftover songs from the last, these two albums now, or are you going
0: to start fresh? time? No, I've. Uh, I started writing songs. I mean, the songs for Gavitas were recorded and finished like last spring, Mm. and we had the summer to mix it. Uh, But I mean, even while we were recording what turned out to be Gavitas, I had, I've been working, I constantly write new songs. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's new material. The, it's it's songs that haven't been lying around like they have been for those three releases uh, we've done so far. Uh, yeah. So in that sense, yes, it's going to be uh, uh, again. It's a bit like Iron Maiden because they had Iron Maiden the first one and they had mm. Killers. I mean, I think more than half of the songs on Killers were pre-1980 songs right. so when they uh when they got to number of the beast that was the first album that they had to start fresh and work on and write all new materials so all right i'm not comparing myself with uh, <laughs> uh with iron maiden but uh this uh, third full length will yeah it, it's the same yeah it's yeah. the same for us right do
1: you do you mind people mentioning Iron Maiden with your music? I mean, are you getting you don't want to have that uh, lumped into your music, or are you happy that with that? <laughs> because that's that's what influenced you anyway. So,
0: yeah, I mean, why why deny it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes, though, I must say, uh, sometimes though, I think that people who know me tend to hear more Iron Maiden in the music mm-hmm. than what I would say actually is there. One of the bands that, like I said before, that has been like a main source of inspiration is, I mean, especially those two uh, first albums with Dio and Black Sabbath, Mm -hmm. they are like huge inspiration for me, as well as late seventies, Stained Class, Killing Machine, uh, Judas Priest. Mm -hmm. I mean, for example, uh the uh the opening song on uh, black tongue tar the opening song on, mm-hmm. on Gavitas, to me it's just a hundred percent Jesus Priest.
1: Yes I can but, hear that
0: yeah. uh I mean uh it's just dissident aggressor all over okay. <laughs> basically <laughs> uh I'm not I mean I and I'm not ashamed to say that I admit it. Yeah. I'm proud to to, to say it. Um, but uh, sometimes people find more Iron Maiden that. I mean, on the other hand, I have listened to Iron Maiden since I was eight, nine, back in 83. So okay. I have heard a lot of Iron Maiden. I'd so I, say I, so. I th- I th- I, it's in my DNA, I guess. <laughs> I think so. Hey, and they're still going around today. So,
1: what other band could you possibly pick that would you know be good for your career anyway? So it's like, yeah, you know, not a bad so. band to pick.
0: <laughs> Yo, know, so I mean, if you if you're watching this, Iron Maiden, Dead Cosmonaut opening up for Iron Maiden. That's
1: right. And Bruce, uh, they want you to sing on the next album, so get on. Yeah,
0: I think that would be nice, a Bruce to it do that be. for us. Yeah. I mean, I've worked so much for his well-being with our site, the Bruce Dixon Well-Being Network, so... There you go. Why there you not? go. Why not? And <laughs> I, I do think he watches this show. I,
1: I, I, some, I just heard about that. So
0: I'm, I'm I'm pretty confident he does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think the whole band watches this show. Probably, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, that would be nice. But who knows? Who knows who watches this show? I don't even know if I watch this show sometimes. <laughs> You're making it. You don't have to watch nah, it. That's that's true too. I already know what happened. <laughs> uh, well, I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, one more question: What does uh, the EP the uh, the album cover for the EP? What is that like with the head with the tree coming out of it?
0: Okay, I'm maybe I'm thinking too much, but yeah. this is the way I thought. Uh, again, it was I haven't done the cover myself. I just. Did a very, very, did I say very crude sketch <laughs> of my idea? stick
1: drawing. <laughs> <laughs> stick drawing.
0: Like I said, it's an appendix to the first album. Okay. So it's a, it's uh, the first album. Expect nothing with with the uh, the apple and the skull and the the apple and the yep. skulls and yep. you know all that. Yep. To me, it's uh, it's uh, a vanity, you know, a memento mori uh, that you. Uh, Think about your mortality. Everything mm-hmm. comes to an end. So, uh, Requiem, you know what a Requiem is? It's uh, mm-hmm. it's, a de- it's a, yeah. Uh, so I thought on the cover to have a skull with a cherry blossom, uh, cherry tree on top. Cause in, in Japan, the, the cherry blossom stands for death. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh that's also a a vanity it's also a memento mori that sees the day because mm. soon it will be gone All right so so that's the philosophy of you you have this this tree creating this uh creating these beautiful pink flowers mm. but it's just a part of a circle of life and death and life and death and life and death oh. so that's that was the idea behind it. Um, it turned out really nice too.
1: Yeah, no, it was a cool picture. I was just yeah. kinda of weird. And I was like, where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah. Now you know. <laughs> now I know. You put a lot of thought into all your stuff. It's it's really cool. I like the uh I like that you're really involved with the band. It's it's awesome. I Thank wish you. more bands could be like that. And it shows your work shows too, so Yeah. So show everybody the album cover again so if they uh looking for it, they know what to get. Dead Cosmonaut, you, Gravitas, go out and buy exactly. that Exactly. There on, it is. Uh, High Roller Records, right?
0: High Roller Records. Yeah.
1: Or you can buy it on Amazon and eBay. Just make sure you're not buying it from a bootleg seller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be something if yeah. someone made a bootleg. <laughs> I so mean, you, that, I'm that's sure there calculate. is. I'm
1: sure there is. <laughs> Believe me, there... I, I was talking to uh, – there's another band that I'm. I'm we're friends with. Um, they're just a, a brand-new band. They just put out their first uh, EP last year, and um, they finally got released onto a record label. But uh, I've been talking to the, their bass player, and um, he went on eBay, and he saw one of his albums on eBay. And I'm like, it could possibly be a bootleg.
0: <laughs> so you never know.
1: You never know.
0: You never, you never know. never
1: know. They make pictures looking...
0: of everything. I, th- I think to make it like a pirate copy of an album is quite boring, but I mean, in a way, if someone bothers to make like uh, put out a sound recording for one of our shows and make it a bootleg, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're
1: not too too against that, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, if you ever do have shows,
0: yeah, I think I hope so, we
1: do. I hope so too, and yeah. hopefully one day you come out to my area, and if you do, I will come because it'll be a good show.
0: I hope to. I I we're working on it.
1: Alright, work on it. Don't take too yeah. long. <laughs> All right. Well again, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed you coming on. And thank uh, you. Nice, nice meeting you as well. I'm glad we were able to set this up. I'm very pleased we did. Yes. And yeah. add me to Facebook. I sent you a request. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take thank care. you very much. Right. Oh, it's uh your your website for your, your band. For dead cosmonaut. Is there we one? don't
0: really have a, a proper website, it's just on Facebook so far, Facebook. but uh it, it it works. Maybe I should do an Instagram or whatever, but I can't be arsed.
1: <laughs> so it's just Facebook.com slash dead cosmonaut, or is it some other weird thing? Yeah,
0: it's it's dead cosmonaut on dead cosmonaut. Facebook, yeah. All yeah. Right. There's only one dead cosmonaut around, as far as I know. Right now. As right of now, now yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right thank you very much thank you guys see you next week everybody go to ratsoundreview.com and check out all of our shows and we will see you next week adios oh buy a shirt too